the boy comes home back to his aunties and uncles, friends and family, among whom he grew up, whose hand they held, whose hair they brushed, whose face they washed, whose mouth they fed, back home, but now with religion. And his first sermon preached for them turns out to be his last. Hello, I'm Roddy Hamilton, the Minister of Newcopatrick Parish, and thank you, as always, for making room for us to be community together. We meet Jesus today with what we are given as his first public words, shared with those closest to him. So how do you think that went down? Let us worship. Holy God, Word of life become flesh among us. Promise become presence. Hope enfleshed. It is here we find you, caught up in the tangle between ancient prophecy and present reality. Holy God, with a human face, may we listen, and listen deep, to the echo of hope for the poor, the blind, the imprisoned, and the bound up. Your priority, your kingdom's reach, your belonging. And in that promise, we gather and seek anew our calling. Ready to hear and hear deep down the familiar words that strike a chord in us, a heartfelt melody our souls already know, struck there at our beginning, and on which the whole kingdom grows. May we grow again, reach outwards in strength, in purpose, in faithfulness from this point, this place, this promise, to the poor, the blind, the imprisoned, the bound up. Your manifesto, our calling, your promise, our purpose, your gospel, our potential. In this, may we become more fully, more generously, more graciously, your people, here and now. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory for ever. Amen. Jesus was a boy. <laughs> he grew up in a village and a village raises the child. He had family, he had brothers, he had sisters, he had neighbours, he had friends, all of whom were part of his upbringing. Gave him a row when necessary, taught him values, watched over him, tidied him up, dressed him down. He grew up as a carpenter. He was a boy but he also had a job and he worked for people part uh, built part of teams of, of people building and constructing new Roman cities. But he also found religion 
and was pulled out into the desert to work out his motives and his calling. The Temptations are a classic story, full of imagery about the choices Jesus was having to make. And he settles on his calling, forfeiting living towards self and opting to live towards others. And in the echo of that, he comes back home, back to those folk who brought him up, now with religion running in his blood than ever before. And he reads Isaiah and then he preaches and the reaction, well, is not what he expected or his listeners. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom, and he stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. He rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, Is this not Joseph's son? <laughs> he said to them, Doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, Doctor, cure yourself. And you will say, Do hear also in your hometown the things we have heard you did at Capernaum. And he said, Truly I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. But the truth is, there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up for three years and six months, and there was a severe famine over all the land. Yet Elijah was sent to none of them except a widow of Zarephath, of Zion Sidon. There were also many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage. They got up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill in which their town was built, so that they might hurl him off the cliff. But he passed through the midst of them and went in his way. The bird that never flew, the, the tree that never grew, the, the bell that never rang, the fish that never swam. It's a song many Glaswegians are familiar with. It's about the, the patron saint of the city, St Mungo, whose anniversary is the 13th of January. But perhaps less familiar they are with what the song actually means. The song is based on four incidents in St Mungo's life, restoring a bird to life, rekindling a fire from a dead tree, a bell gifted to him by the Pope and the fish that was found to have a lost ring inside it. Now, there are many various versions of all these stories, but they come together in the patron saint of Glasgow, a city whose strap line is, let Glasgow flourish in the preaching of his word and the praising of his name.
what does it mean to flourish? <laughs> what does it mean to flourish when the institution you belong to feels like it is in decline? And now the church is declining right across the Western world, along with so many institutions. How might we understand the idea of flourishing when it feels quite the opposite? Perhaps the word has less to do with growth and size and far more about how we live. It's not flourishing more a, a state of being, taking part in activities that are life-giving, fulfilling potential. This is a common theme throughout the Bible, an invitation in every generation of patriarch and prophet and comes to a head the day Jesus returns from the wilderness and finds himself staring out at a, a congregation that he has grown up in who have known him since he was a boy and to them he proclaims the ancient words of Isaiah. The Spirit has anointed me in order to bring good news to the poor, release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, let the oppressed go free, proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. These words are the same words we have been hearing every week almost since the beginning of Advent. Elizabeth, Mary, Zechariah, Gabriel, Simeon, Anna. Now the words of Jesus as he turns towards his own ministry. These are well used and ancient words that he owns. But why are we still waiting for their fulfilment after thousands of years? even today? Well, perhaps because of what Jesus says next. These words have been fulfilled, yea, in your hearing. Oh. Now, we can nod and hear these words simply as recognising it is Jesus who is saying them and Jesus fulfilled them. So why are we still waiting for them to move from aspiration to fulfilment? Or we can hear them. Full stop. Hear them in the sense of internalising them, realising them. It turns out, according to Jesus, that it is only in our hearing, our internalising, our realising them, that fulfilment comes. So the minute we breathe easy with Jesus' words and this God-sized pronouncement, we have to take a deeper breath because with this God-sized promise comes a God-sized mission. But it is there that we flourish, is it not? This promise doesn't depend on size of church, wealth, history, heritage, or even the institution. This is our way of living, our DNA, the reason the church gets up in the morning. It's flourishing, technically comes from engaging in activities that both express and produce the achievement of our potential. This is us. This is where we find life, future, faith, these things, ancient promises, fulfilled only when we hear them, really hear them, get with the programme, internalise, hold onto as our purpose and our potential. Bring good news to the poor, release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind. Let the oppressed go free and proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. May it be so.
thank you for your company today or letting us accompany you in worship here at the beginning of the year. We are at the beginning of the year, but this is our 375th anniversary year of being a parish church, not just a church, but a, a parish church. And so there's a number of activities happening um, over the next wee while. And one of the, the first things we're going to do is create a big montage of the community. And we'd love to um, have all our photographs taken. And we're going to do that on a couple of Sundays uh, in church. But if you're not able to come to church, then why not take a, a photograph and send it to us and we'll include it in our great um, kaleidoscope of people um, that make up this community called New Kilpatrick. So if you're able to do that, just send them to mail at nkchurch.org.uk. That's also the address you can ask for the bulletin and all the activities that are happening. There'll be a brochure soon of all our 375th activities as well. Um, but also go on to the website at nkchurch.org.uk where you can find the bulletin and all our activities, all our events that are in the diary and all the, the activities that happen, history of the church, the windows, a whole lot of things are all there on the website. So please do join us there if you can or daily with all the different things that are happening face-to-face -face in the church. In all these different ways, you are not just welcome, beyond that, you belong. And this is who we are. So please feel free to join us in whatever way you are able. And we'll see you there. God's Spirit is upon us. This community, these people, this place. May we know her among us. Preach the message of good news to the poor, the least, the lost, the lonely. Announce pardon to prisoners, the bound up, the confined, the trapped. Recovery of sight to the blind, the dulled down, the depressed, the fearful. To set the burdened and battered free, the abused, the prejudiced, the weighed down. announce this is God's time to shine with light, truth, hope. Hear our prayer. Go in peace. Go with the good news of the kingdom. Go and be that good news. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the common life of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.